Welcome everyone to episode three of Wrestling Conversations. I just want to take a second here to say thank you uh, to everyone that took the time to um, download and listen uh, to our first two episodes. That's greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, if you would like another way to to help the show out, please go to any of your major uh, podcasting platforms and um, leave us a rating, leave us a review. That would um, help us out quite a bit. So our guest today is Matthew Balk. Matthew is an artist, and he has actually designed several different prominent wrestling belts um, over his career. So he's designed belts for WWF, WCW, ECW. We talk about some of his favorite um, belt designs, um, wrestling as a whole, and much more. Um, So give this conversation a listen. And welcome to Episode 3 of Wrestling Conversations. Um, Our guest today, Matthew Balk. Matthew, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, we're going to get into, I know most people that are probably listening to this are aware of some of the things that you have, have done with, with uh, designing belts, but I wanted to start kind of before we get into that too, um, to start how you were kind of like introduced into wrestling. Is that something that you have liked since you were a kid? Did you get into it a little bit later on in life? Kind of talk me through how you were first introduced in wrestling and how that kind of came about for you. So the the initial thing was, for Christmas, when I was probably six or seven, I got uh, LJ, the LJN WWF figures. And uh, then short, like a year or two after that, we got, got the Hasbros. And then um, that was probably, I want to say, 87 or 88, something like that. I didn't actually start watching wrestling like religiously until 91. Um, but I went back and watched, you know, old stuff that I missed. But yeah, I didn't, and I went to my first show in '92, so you know, uh, 31 years now, I think. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. A similar story for me too. Is I think it's like I think it was wrestling figures that kind of got me into wrestling. I think I saw the figures first, and then kind of thought, okay, what is what is this? What is that? So that's I think the thing that kind of caught my eye as well. So interesting. So I wanted to kind of start with, you know, I first became aware of you through the major wrestling figure podcast, Facebook group. So maybe there's some people listening from there, um, today too. And at at that point, I didn't have any idea that you designed belts. I saw you with just all these different pictures of all these different celebrities, all these different wrestlers that you have, you have met. Um, so that's, I think how I first became exposed, you know, to some of your stuff. And then I've put it together. Okay. This guy designed some belts too. Um, so how did the like the belt designing? I know that you're you're an artist. Um, how when did that kind of come into play for you for designing some of your belts? So I always I always loved the belt, so I always wanted my own real belt, and I I just researched on the internet, which was very young back in uh, ninety. I want to say it was ninety six that I that I ordered a belt. I ordered I ordered the belt in ninety six. Uh, I found found the guy. His, na- uh, his name's Joe Marshall. Uh, the company name is Jmar. He was the one that ended up getting the uh, uh, the belt contract for WWF after Red- after they were uh, stopped using Reggie Park, who made the Winged Eagle and all of those famous belts. Um, so I ordered a belt from him. Uh, it took about eighteen months to arrive, 
Uh, so I got it right around like uh, May or June of 97, uh, which was like right when I graduated high school. And, uh, and then uh, I kept up with his, you know, his site. And uh, it was a very generic site back then. Uh, but he posted about maybe less than a year later, he posted something on a site, uh, a little paragraph that said, so you think you could, something to the effect, so do you, so you think you could de design a belt, send me what you have, and if we, we like it, um, maybe you'll get a free belt out of it. So I'm like, well, I could do that. So I drew something up. It was just a generic design, and I snail mailed it out to him. Uh, and he calls me up uh, a few days later, um, said, uh, I like like your design, but I actually need some specific stuff done. Uh, would you want to would you want to take a stab at it? Um, a lot of people think that was a contest I won. It wasn't. It was basically no, how sure. I descri described yeah. it. It was it was like an informal like. Just so you think you could do this, let's try it. And maybe you'll get something. Um, but but anyways, he uh, he's. The, there were three things that he wanted me to try. He said, uh, Steve Austin doesn't like the belt he has. Um, he ended up like cutting his chin on it. Mm -hmm. um, and because uh, it had like uh, the big eagle sure. belt, it, it cut his chin when uh, he did a stunner, I think to Vince. And uh, he didn't like it because it had jagged edges and stuff. So he wanted wanted something his own. He's, t he's told the story about the... Uh, the road warriors giving him the idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so he said, I need a belt with a skull on it. Uh, it, I didn't really get any direction other than that. He just wanted a skull. Um, and then, um, the, uh, then he was, ECW was getting ready to, to do, uh, redo their belt. So he's like, make some hardcore style designs, uh, make a few of them. Um, and then the third one was NWA was having their 50th anniversary. So they wanted a belt for that. So I did all those, sent them to them. Uh, the NWA one didn't get used. They, they went for something totally different um, that looked uh, very ornate and not like the Dome Globe NWA belt that everybody's seen. Um, but the ECW uh, ones, two of them got used, one for their world title and uh, one for their television title. And then um, obviously the smoking skull ended up getting used. Um, so and that was commissioned by Steve Austin himself. WWF did not commission it. So I, I remember hearing too, and I don't know if you had you know heard of what had happened at that point too. I remember that hearing that same story is like, yeah, it was a Steve commission that I think like yeah. Vince didn't know about, and so I don't know if when that was fully approved but when how did that go like with the back and forth with them like were you communicating with joe on your designs like how how did things kind of evolve over time for that smoking skull design um basically i finished the the original design joe tweaked it a little bit um on on his program that he uses and then he made the belt um so look there was like a few minor changes it, it basically looks about the same as what what i came up with um but you know he he did like a little like small revision I guess you'd say, um, you know there's so there's stuff in him so he gets credit too I always I always give him credit and he made the, he made it too, um, but yeah it was uh, for Steve it was just kind of like a ask for uh, forgiveness and not permission type sure, thing and sure. he was 
he was the he was the biggest i guess he's still the biggest money maker of all time so if you kind of kind of get your way sometimes sure yeah you can, you can get away so, with a lot i can imagine yeah yeah okay okay and um i remember watching that you know that clip back to was the original plan for the belt to be like debuted on the pay-per-view or was it do you know anything about that or if it was supposed to come on the episode of Raw that it did because that was in July right yeah it was the day after the fully loaded pay-per-view um where Austin and Undertaker won the tag titles so I don't know I think it was I don't really know um when I I think I think if I remember correctly, this is almost 25 years ago this year right, Yeah, that uh, I think it, that might've been the plan, uh, but they never, they didn't really make a big deal about it. Like they do when new belts come out now that um, it was just kind of like, okay, Steve, I, I guess you could use it type thing. So, cause they, they didn't, I mean, they ended up doing some cool stuff with it, uh, you know, after that, mm-hmm. but I don't think that, I don't think that this was thrilled at first. Sure. Sure. Because it was the first, it was the first custom belt for a champ, uh, you know, at that scale anyway. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's, I was going to ask you about that too, if that was the first one, because we had that one and then the, the Brahma bull uh, belt that was, I mean, that's down the line and we didn't obviously yeah. see that one too much, but yeah, that might've been the next. I actually, I actually held that belt in his house. Oh, really? Uh, so I knew about it. Yeah, I knew about it. Um, but I mean, Joe is very, wow. uh, very, very kayfabe, which oh, I, sure. I guess I don't blame. So he didn't want anything getting out. So I couldn't like take a picture with it or anything, but it was huge. It was very heavy. Okay. So, yeah. yeah I would have, I would have, and you know, I think like, not that I think everybody should have a custom belt, but I think like having like, okay, you've got Steve Austin, and you've got the rock. I feel like those were pretty like, I wish we could have seen more of that, that Brahma bull belt too. For some of yeah, those big I mean, stars. I, I used to like, honestly, like I, I used to not like the idea of somebody having a custom belt, but I guess when I had that kind of opportunity, I guess mm-hmm. I could kind of let it slide a little right, bit. Right. I don't blame, but, you. I don't um, blame you. But nowadays, if somebody, you know, like they switch the title to, to give them a new belt right there, because it looks, it looks, it looked weird when Undertaker and Mankind won the Smoky Skull belt. You know, now they would just switch it right, right, you know, at like after the match. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, that's a little different now, but back then it seemed a little odd, but I'm still glad it happened. Yeah, sure. So, so how, how does that, and, I, and obviously I, I can't put myself in your shoes for what this would feel like too, but what, what was it like for you that you, okay, that you had a big hand in designing this belt and then boom comes on TV and then millions upon millions of people are seeing that was that kind of a surreal moment for you it was pretty yeah it was pretty euphoric really i still remember where i was when it came out on tv because to me it doesn't it's not real until it comes out on tv yeah like it's not you know it doesn't exist and that was kind of like it was a kind of a big like validation thing that you know they can't take it away now it was it was shown so and everything that's come in the same with some of your other belts that you've designed too, but of, you know, I'm, I'm looking right now on, I've got some of, I, you know, I, I collect like wrestling figures and I've got, um, a Steve Austin with the smoking skull belt that was made in like figure form, or you've got like toy belts or you have replicas. Uh, I mean like thousands upon thousands of people own like, like a small version 
of that. Have you like been in, you know, stores, anything like that, where you've seen that belt like on the shelves before? Yeah. Um, the, there haven't been that many, but they're like, uh, Jack's made, uh, a smoking skull. Jack's made an ECW world title, like a, the foam belt. Mm-hmm. And I've seen like, um, uh, the latest one when, when that Bam Bam Bigelow figure came and he had the ECW TV belt mm-hmm. in it. So like in, in with the figure. So that was pretty cool. Um, I asked, uh, Steve from Mattel the last time like the only one I need is the WCW hardcore belt and then I have all four of them in, yeah. in figure form so I'm like you could you there's a, this this guy this guy this guy you could make and put it with it so mm-hmm. so I uh they, they're aware oh they're aware of it okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay no and that's that's to um just having that like physical representation for me, I, I can imagine that's just a, a huge deal. So that's, that's something too, is I, I'm always been like, a, there are lots of people that are very knowledgeable on belts and I don't put myself in that category too, but just, I'm very much into physical representation of things that, 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 that I enjoy. So like having different belts like that is the more variety we have, the better. So I would like to see that one made too, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'll be, ha- uh, I'll, I'll be happy when they do that. And then I, um, the other one, which is newer, the only thing I've done recently, but I helped uh, 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 Ron from Red Leather a little bit with the AEW International title. Oh, I didn't know so that. Okay. There's a little, like a, a small portion of the center plate of that belt was my design. Okay. I, we basically, that... It was basically a, a different design for Ring of Honor that we had. We basically just kind of took that and put it on, on the all Atlantic international title. Okay. Uh, so I have like a very, very small part of that one. Okay. No, that's, a, that, so. that's very recent. I had no idea about that one too. Like how yeah, does, cause I, I knew him and he, in, okay. you know, we, we worked a little bit on the one. So, mm-hmm. uh, cause I always wanted to, I, I like AW, so I always wanted a, um, you know, something, you know, to say I did one for WWF, uh, WCW, ECW and AEW is kind of a cool thing. Yeah, I might be the only one. I I might be the only one. I'm not sure. So, I would. I think that might be a. Gosh, I think you might be. From what, obviously, I'm not. I'm not the 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 belt expert necessarily. But that's got to be. I can't imagine that somebody else has done that at this point. Yeah, I think Joe and I are the only ones to do WWF, WCW, and ECW. But because there really weren't that many different ECW designers, is the reason I say that. But somebody would know better than me. I just uh, hope that's true. Which sure. would be pretty cool. Yeah, sure. So how did things like get switched over now when you were working on so ECW, so you, you submitted those those four designs that you mentioned earlier all at the same time to Joe? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then the, then shortly thereafter I did did some other ones. Um but yeah, that those were kind of all together. The Smoky Skull was the first one to debut, and that one's the one that gets all the the kind of uh uh talk. But, uh, yeah, the other one, the other ones, uh, we're all at the same time. They just, the ECW ones came like the smoking skull debuted at the end of July and the ECW ones were in November of that same year. Mm-hmm. And then the WCW hardcore was a year after that. Okay. Okay. What was, I mean, was there any differences on like working on the smoking skull, uh, smoking skull belt versus working on the belts for ECW or WCW, or was it kind of the same? here's a very, very, very vague description of what we want. Go out and design something. Was that kind of your experience or how did that go? 
Um, it was basically just whatever came to mind. I mean, he didn't really give me any direction other than that I can remember anyway, uh, other than the skull for that, for, uh, for that, uh, the smoky skull. And I just kind of like started with a skull in the center and worked my way out. And the, and the, uh, the, um, the skull obviously is from the back of the original Austin 316 shirt. Oh, sure. So sure. I just, yeah. So, um, People ask me that, and that's that's where it's from. It's uh, I just thought it was like the most iconic skull that he's used. So, it's easy, easy way, easy starting points anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so like those are kind of the the belts for you that, and those are very big. I mean, companies to be involved with. So you have those for, and then you mentioned the AEW belt with your your role in that too. Are there are there belts that you've designed that maybe people don't necessarily know about? Or ones that have been designed that maybe never saw the light of day. Anything like that that you can mention? Okay, so the, so both um, okay. the ones that people don't know about. Well, there there was a company called XPW, which is like a West Coast version of ECW. Mm-hmm. Um, I did both two different versions of their world title and their TV title, um, and then there was a, a company called XWF that was, uh, I believe, Jimmy Hart ran it. Um, there, there's DVDs and stuff on them. Like Hogan made an appearance at one point. Um, you know, every one of their belts were mine. Uh, and they're like, they, I think they had, they had a world, a tag, a cruiserweight and, um, women, I think were the four. Hmm. Uh, so all those belts were mine. And then, uh, there was a belt for, um, it was, a ri- oh, this is a funny story. It was originally supposed to be the FTW belt, but okay. ha- has, went with something far more simplistic uh just the circles it's the one that hook has now yeah second version of the belt um so they repurposed my design for a belt for kid rock uh the face plate the main plate of it and then the side plates were just kid rock logos with circles uh so if you ever go look at uh an old cd of the history of rock you open up the book that came the booklet that came with that there's a picture of it in there okay so that's kind of cool. How did that? Um, how did that come from the design that you did for Taz? How did that end up with Kid Rock? Um, because because they were holding he had, was holding up two middle fingers on okay. the sides of it. Sure. And then like the the uh, the globe in the middle um, uh, was another one. Like uh, I believe it has a barbed wire in it. Um, I haven't looked at it in a while, so it's hard to remember. Um, but it just had a lot of elements that kind of worked for, for the work for both. For both. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. And then the other, the other part of your question about ones that didn't see the light of day. And I didn't actually know this. These were just generic designs. Cause he had me do uh, just a like stock designs that he could use for like independent companies or whatever, or, you know, collectors or wh- whoever needed something specific. So I did a bunch of those, probably a dozen 15, something like that. And some of those were used for, uh, or, or were, were to be used. And I didn't see this until later because I saw like a, a plate sheet where they, it comes off on a metal sheet and they cut out the plates from it mm-hmm. um, for WCW before they closed. So they never got made because the company closed. But the ones, the two of the designs they were going to use for that were their Cruiserweight title and their world title. Uh, so okay. I would, if that would have, if that would have gotten made, I would have gotten the heat for replacing the big gold belt. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so it would have been cool. It would have been cool in a way because I, I could have said I designed the WWF, WCW, and ECW world title. So I came close to doing all three. Yeah, all within the span of a couple of years, yeah. too. I mean, that's pretty, yeah. that's impressive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Two, two out of three ain't bad, though. No, not bad. Not bad <laughs> at all. Not bad at all. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on, and I, I can imagine someone like you would definitely have some some opinions on this. What are your thoughts on like the like modern belt designs, belts of today versus, you know, not necessarily the ones that you designed, but belts of the past? What are your thoughts on how belts kind of have evolved over time? I understand, like, there's elements of every belt that I, for the most part, that I like, um, the, but I like the older styles better than than currently. I understand that, like, the big big lo- big network logo belt now is, you know, basically a big, you know, marketing piece. Um, so I get it, but I I don't think there's a whole lot of creativity in it. I don't think I don't dislike it, but I like older styles better. I like the ornateness of of uh, like the like uh, not uh, the second to last IWGP belt. That's like one of my favorite. Yeah, me too. Uh, ones of all time. Um, I always thought thought the belt should look like something you would want to win. <laughs> so I don't. A lot of belts currently, I I don't think that, but. There's like elements of every belt that like I like it, but I would do this, this, and this, and then it would be a lot better. Yeah, yeah. No, so. I think I would have to agree. And again, I'm I'm very much not a I'm not a designer, not an artist, but just from like the outside, kind of looking in on this too. It's just the the big logos. Just I mean, yeah, I I definitely get it, but it kind of it kind of kills me a little bit. Just like oh, or even if they've got a good design, then you throw a big logo on there. It's just like well, I think that belt would look so yeah. much better without that huge logo. I, I again, I get it, but um, yeah, not I don't know. And I would have to agree with the so not this last version of the IWGP, but the the previous one. I think that's my all time favorite belt. Yeah, it's it's up there. It's probably in my top five, maybe five to ten. So it's let, in there. Yeah. So let, so let me ask you this. So putting your your belts aside, if you couldn't pick yours, do you have a top top three belts of all time? And then let's um, put you, putting you on the spot here. Well, I I always go to the winged eagle belt. Um, just this is all. I I think honestly, I think it. You know, most people's favorite favorite belts is, relates to nostalgia more yes. than anything. Yep. Like to their to their childhood or whatever or whatever they first got into wrestling um more than the than the design itself sometimes um but the winged eagle uh the the reggie parks intercontinental belt um the reggie parks tag team belt um those were like the best ones when i uh when i uh was a kid um i love the big big gold belt um you know, even the story behind that belt's amazing. Right, they, yeah. they wrote a they wrote a book on it, and it's a great book. Just learning how it was uh, how it was made by a silversmith in Reno, Reno Nevada, and the, the leather was made by uh, uh, this company in uh, North Carolina, I believe, and just mm-hmm. how it came together, and then how they were how they brought it back years later, and put the original leather back on it and just so if you ever see that 
book anywhere. Pick it up and it's a great one. Okay. I have to, I haven't read that book. That sounds like a sounds like a book I would like though, so I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's just an it's just an amazing story because they they put it all back together how it originally was. Um you know, cleaned it up and it looks great. I've got to I've got to see it in person a couple times. It's really cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'll have to check that I'll have to check that out. So we so we've we've hit on the current belt. Are you someone that still you mentioned AEW before, so do you stay up up to date with the wrestling at this point? Yeah, I still DVR everything. I don't, okay. um, I don't uh, prioritize watching it, uh, but I get, I do like, I do, I do watch uh, some wrestling every week, just depending how busy I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. You sure. know, Are you I like some... I, I like AEW a lot. Uh, you know, uh, and I like uh, I like WWE a lot. Uh, maybe. A couple up until like a month or two ago. <laughs> sure, sure. But, I wonder why. You know, yeah, okay. it was a good. It was a good little run. Yeah, this and I. Uh, I'm kind of in the the same boat where I. I mean, I definitely stay up to date as much as I I can, and I have all these goals of oh, I'm gonna watch this, this, and this. So I I feel like I watch I follow nothing 100. percent Instead, I'm kind of I watch many different things and just as I can. But yeah, so the we had a good run of WWE stuff, and I I watched mostly the pay per views. But yeah, things have yeah. maybe turned around a little bit since then. But okay, there's um, a lot of fast forwarding to finishes in in my right, DVR viewing. Right, right. Yes, sometimes that sometimes that's the only way. That's the only way. But yeah, uh, yeah. I wanted to mention too because I I remember seeing some again back to some of the pictures of of you that I've seen over over the last couple of years here. You had a trip to see Dan Lambert, and he has quite the the belt collection. And feel free to share as much or as little as you'd want about this. But I saw some of those pictures, and it was like, wow! I I remember going back to your your post about that more than once to to look at those pictures again. Um, how did some of that come together? So it all starts when I found out that a private collector, uh, who I don't even know who they were, owned the. Uh, somehow got in possession of the original ring used smoking skull belt. Um, there's only been one to my knowledge. There's only been one. And like, I, I never got to hold the belt in person. Uh, Joe Jamar, he lived in Columbus, Ohio. I lived uh, just over the Michigan border uh, from Ohio about three hours apart. So I had been down to his house maybe four or five times ever. Uh, and so I just, he finished the belts and he's got them to Steve and I never got to see it. I didn't get to see it until I watched it on Raw, what it looked like, uh, finished. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to hold the original one, you know, take some pictures with it. So once I found out that, that it was out of the hands, then I found out that Conrad Thompson had acquired it. Um, I don't know like who you know, any of that stuff, how that goes. So um, I I got, uh, and he runs StarCast. He brings his belts to StarCast. Um, he said that, uh, you know, after it's, because this was in the pandemic that I had asked him, uh, it's like when when um, he has the next StarCast that people can attend, uh, he'll, you know, he'll bring it and, you know, we could see it. And I believe I went to Nashville to that StarCast and it wasn't there. And I believe that 
Dan Lambert probably got it either right before or right after that. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I found out uh, because the Dan Lambert had it uh, when he when I saw pictures from the Jericho crew because he brought mm. a lot of his belts there. So I'm like, oh, I live near Orlando. Dan Lambert lives in Fort Lauderdale. I'm going to try and contact him. So I contacted him on social media. Took a little bit for him to get back to me, but he, you know, he was aware of me. And it always surprises me when somebody's aware of me, like that I right. did this stuff because I don't, other than my friends, like I don't, you know, sometimes in the group or whatever, but on a large scale, I don't, nobody really knows who I am, which, you know, why should they? But um, I, he was aware and he said, yeah, you know, we can figure out a day, you can come down. And I'm like, sweet. I, so we figured out a day, took a few weeks, and then I went down there, drove down. It was about a three-hour drive. Uh, and I got to see the uh, the room the as you know w- that he has all his belts in. And it's like, I was I walked in the room and I told him, I was like, this is like the end of National Treasure when <laughs> they walk into the, when they walk into the, yeah. and see all the gold. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So... But yeah, he was great. We I didn't want to take up a lot of his time because he was nice enough to, to do it. But he was gracious, very gracious. We talked wrestling. We talked a lot of different belts and whatever. Any belt I wanted a picture with, he would get. You know, so I did like half got pictures with like half a dozen. Uh, but I was like, I I didn't want to like. I mean, if it would have been up to me, I would have taken a picture with every one of those belts in that room. But I'm like, I I don't want to press my luck. So, uh, sure. but he was great. Um, and I got to see it kind of. Uh, Kind of like uh, it was kind of like a what do they call that um, closure in a way? Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, you know, because uh, it's twenty twenty five year anniversary of its debut will be in just a couple months. So that's a long time to wait. That's a long time so, to wait. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. those pictures are very impressive. So I I was living through you in that moment of like, wow, that's that's pretty awesome. So that, good for you for getting yeah. to getting to make that happen. Yeah, it was it was really cool, um, and he he couldn't have been nicer about it. Sure, sure. Well, Matt, I can't uh, thank you enough for uh, for doing this again. Uh, you've been more than gracious with your time. Uh, but before we wrap up today, um, where can people find you? Do you want to plug any of your your socials or anything like that? Um, yeah, I'm I'm on Instagram, and I don't really do Twitter much, but you could. My Twitter's uh, mbulk79. My Instagram's just my name, Matthew Bulk with one T. Um, so M A T H E W B A L K, and uh, that's about all I have. But I'm on there. I, you know, I'm talk to people all the time that ask me questions about belts and stuff. Sure, sure. And I've I've looked at your Instagram too, and you have a lot of very interesting stuff there too. So people should definitely check that out. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for doing this, and we'll have to have you back on at some point. Let me know if you design any more belts, and we will have to have something to talk about. Oh, for sure. Yeah, anytime. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome.